In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps a $5 minimum balance required. Are you working? What kind of work do you do? This is the Punt and Pass Podcast. Touchdown, baby! Now, here are your hosts, two-time All-American punter Drew Butler. Mark Rick would like Drew Butler to hit it a mile in the air. And he did. What a catch. And the SEC's career leader in touchdown passes and completions, Aaron Murray. Touchdown! In stride as he crosses the goal line. Put it right on his hip. What a throw. Now, with the latest from around the SEC and the world of college football, it's the Punt and Pass Podcast. Get to the house! Sideline! Pylon! Touchdown! And the dogs are on the board first. Victory is mine. Yeah, surprisingly, I've been lame. Welcome into the Punt and Pass Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Butler, and this is yet another edition of the Punt and Pass Pandemic Podcast. That's right, the quarantine chronicles continue. I really appreciate everybody continuing to tune in and listen and just take your mind off or get a little bit of a different perspective of what is going on in our lives right now. It's crazy. It remains crazy here. New news every single day. How long is this self-isolation quarantine period going to last? Who knows, but as long as it does. I'll be right here for you on Punt and Pass, bringing you new interviews with guests who I think are interesting, who are navigating this quarantine period, various sports figures, broadcasting figures, and today's guest is one in the business world. That's right. We're going to be joined by TJ Calloway. TJ is the founder and CEO of Onward Reserve. Importantly, TJ is a damn good dog. That's right. He's a graduate of the University of Georgia. You can follow him personally on Twitter and Instagram at TJ Calloway4. Follow Onward Reserve at Onward Reserve. Check him out online as well. OnwardReserve.com. A fantastic company. They have 11 retail stores. They're huge online as well. OnwardReserve.com. A men's clothing, men's retailer. Fantastic product, fantastic company. We're going to talk to TJ about how he is handling this crazy self-isolation period, how it's affecting his business, how he is going about day-to-day life and how the consumer sentiment is. I I know it's a crazy time. I've mentioned it in podcasts prior. My mom owns a bridal shop. She obviously has been affected by it with high schools not having proms, summer weddings being up in the air. Guys, it's a crazy time. I I thought it would be really interesting to talk to somebody in the business world, get their perspective on what's going on. We will definitely talk a little bit of Georgia football as well. Hopefully everybody can remain positive and optimistic that college and NFL football is around the corner if we all stick together. I know TJ will have a ton of great stuff in this interview. I really look forward to sharing a couple of minutes with him and bringing this conversation to our punt and pass listeners. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at punt and pass. Follow me at Drew Butler. Again, TJ Calloway, founder and CEO of Onward Reserve. Let's have a great conversation with him. Here he is. 
All right, we are now joined by our guest. This is TJ Calloway, founder and CEO of Onward Reserve. TJ is a graduate of the University of Georgia, a damn good dog. Follow Onward Reserve on Twitter and Instagram, at Onward Reserve. TJ is at TJ Calloway 4, and most importantly, visit Onward Reserve at their website, onwardreserve.com. TJ, thanks so much for joining us, my man. Hope you're doing well. Let's just start with the most important thing. Are you staying sane at home? I know you have two beautiful daughters. It's tough being cooped up all day, man. <laughs> well, first, thanks for having me and, and for the shout out. That's us. Um, staying sane uh, twofold at the office and at home are two, you know, two different things. Uh, but we're making it in both. Uh, the girls are having a good time. They're you know, missing being at school and, um, you know, missing their friends, but we're trying to find a way to make it work. And then, uh, you know, work is, is a little complicated as, uh, as we have 12 retail stores. So, uh, definitely interesting times, but we're, uh, you know, we're, we're thankful for a great website, thankful for some really awesome customers that are doing what they can to kind of help us through it. And, and we will, uh, we'll make it, but what a, what a weird situation. It is a weird situation, man, and we're certainly going to get to that. I definitely want to ask you about consumer sentiment during these times. I definitely want to ask you about e-commerce. Look, we're a college football podcast. I've been starting up these quarantine chronicles, having a lot of fun with them. And if you're around a college town in the southeast, which is where a lot of our listeners are, you know on reserve. You see the retail stores. You see the logos on the shirts. It's a great brand. Tell everybody how you started on reserve because you didn't just dive right into this after college you have a pretty unique story yeah that's true we i uh i graduated from georgia in 2007 i worked uh in investment banking in atlanta for a few years and just had a creative and an entrepreneurial itch that we're not getting scratched so i kind of made the leap and opened our first store in athens downtown athens georgia uh in 2012 and it's been kind of off to the races ever since we're a, you know, we've, we've got a huge, having gone to Georgia started in Athens, we've, we've got a great, uh, you know, relationship with, with that town and with that university and, you know, have, have been a licensed partner of UGA for a few years now. And, you know, it's awesome. We've expanded out from there. We've on the, on the college side, we've got a store in Clemson. We've added, uh, you know, we've got, uh, up near Vanderbilt in Nashville, we're at SMU, we're in uh, College Station with Texas A&M now. So we've, you know, we've kind of branched out, but um, it's been good. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, that's awesome. And it, just tell me how you differentiated yourself at the start, because obviously, if you're in these southeastern college towns, there are a lot of retail stores, and sometimes they seem to carry the same brands. You went a different route and started merchandising your own stuff and i think it's it's a fantastic product i mean there's no doubt about that but you really have a loyal customer base which i think speaks to how well you curate your stores how you treat your customers and the stuff you have in it so has there been any one thing that you would say you know really makes honored reserves stand out among some of the other retailers in these college towns say so some of the best advice that I got early on from a mentor is you'd rather be the first choice of a few than the second or third choice of many 
And, you know, we've really, or, you know, I crafted a, a store and crafted a merchandising mix around my interests, which are, I would imagine, you know, pretty similar to yours and, and to others. Uh, you know, I, I'm not a, you know, not necessarily a, a, a huge aficionado in any of these buckets, but I love to play golf. I love to hunt. I love to fish. You know, I was, you know, the typical SEC guy. So I built an environment and a merchandising mix around kind of what I was looking for. And I think it's, it's, at least I think it's pretty cool. And, and people who are like me do too. And, and there's a lot of people out there that probably don't, don't get it, but um, you know, it's, it's been very, very well received, um, you know, in, in Athens and, and certainly in other places, because I think it's just so specific and it's, 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 it's different than anything that was out there at the time. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, it's been fun. We've got a bar in the back. The energy's really high. Game days in Athens are, are pretty hard to beat. Um, it's my favorite place to tailgate because I just kind of hang out there and everybody comes through at one point or another during the weekend. So it, it's, we just created a fun kind of unique environment that, um, you know, it isn't just a store. It really is, um, you know, sort of a, embodiment of our lifestyle if you will yeah it's certainly experience i mean i've been to a lot of the stores if you're in the athens area on reserve is right there on clayton street three locations in atlanta one in buckhead one at pont city market and then one in Peachtree battle as well when when we're allowed to get back outside i urge you go check one out Uh, on saturdays you can go in there and catch a a nice craft cold beer on the house and kind of wander around and see what's going on in each and every store so it's always fun and then you mentioned it Saturdays in Athens. I mean, there's no better place. And you guys just recently opened up a bar underneath your store in Athens, correct? We did. It's the the worst kept secret in Athens. We, <laughs> we kind of did. There's a, a little tiny bar uh, for people who've been familiar with Athens. <clears throat> Athens. It was called the Grotto, and we we took over when their lease ran out at the end of last year and just created a little speakeasy deal down there. We call it the bourbon cellar, but there's no sign or anything and we're open um Thursday through Saturday evenings and it it's been a really fun experiment and has uh it's been a pretty popular little spot and it's certainly on game days it's a it's a fun place to be but really kind of any weekend I've been very pleasantly surprised um with how popular it's been up until you know up, in, yeah, up until all of course. the bars got shut down. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. Um, when I was in school, I want to say it was called DT's Down Under. Uh, I think you probably remember yeah. that one as well. Um, wow, definitely some hazy memories down at DT's. But I got to come up there and check it out when this is all over. Hopefully uh, on a game day in Athens, I can check out the store right there on Clayton Street and then duck into the bourbon cellar and get a nice cold drink. All right, let's talk about what everything's going on, man. I mean, the world is upside down right now. You obviously are on the front lines in a different sense when it comes to retail. You know, we're going into the third week of the quarantine. You mentioned you have an investment banking background. You had the entrepreneurial itch that wasn't being scratched. You started Onward Reserve. Did you see this happening I'm talking about the shutdown and really the massive effect on our economy. Did you see this happening as quick as it has, or did you go, wow, this could be a, a bigger deal than maybe what some people are thinking, and then it just all came crashing down? I tell you, I wish I had the answer. It's It's been crazy, and I've been just trying to follow it um, minute by minute. And I, I think the one thing I've done um, – 
probably better than others is, is just really try to stay focused on the facts. And I'm a maybe overly optimistic person, but, um, you know, I think long-term, you know, this is all going to shake out. It's an, it's absolutely insane kind of what's going on right now. But, um, like I alluded to earlier, we're, we're, we're fortunate from, a couple of different perspectives. I mean, we're, we're really fortunate that this has happened, at least us, and I think many soft goods retailers would fall into this bucket too. I mean, we are fortunate uh, that this is happening in the spring and not the fall. Uh, you know, holiday is such a huge thing for yeah. us that if we can just get through this uh, and get on with our year, then we should be fine. Um, and then, uh, you know, the other thing we're really lucky is that we we were, you know, we started as an e-commerce only business, which a lot of people don't know. We had a website before we had a store. So we're very fortunate that we've got a strong e-commerce business. It's it's still taken along. I mean, it's certainly not enough to make up for the stores, but a ton of our of our customers have, have stepped up and bought gift cards and, and done whatever they can to you know, keep us going. So that's, that's been really awesome, but no, we, we did not see this coming. It's, it's nuts, but we've done a good job of, of kind of focusing on the facts and controlling what we can control and, uh, and, and pressing forward. So we're, you know, we're happy with where we are considering the circumstances and we will, uh, we'll work through it. Yeah, no question. And y'all are doing a great job. If you follow on reserve on Twitter, Instagram at on reserve, you see that they're doing some great deals on gift card purchases right now. TJ, it seems like a lot of stores are going that route where you buy a gift card at a certain price and you get a little bit of a percentage bonus onto that. Either you can use it online or when everybody's allowed back out of their homes, come into the store and get a little extra kick on that gift card to spend. And it seems like you've gotten a really good response from your consu- customers with the gift card purchases, what have you found from consumer sentiment? Because it seems like a brand like yours is really built on loyalty. Like you said at the beginning, you'd much rather be the first choice of a few than the second or third choice of many. Um, are, are you seeing your customers wanting to help you out, seeing a need to buy these gift cards and just say, hey, we're standing right here next to you? Yeah, it's really – it's it's been a humbling and, uh, and pretty special experience. We've got stories – you know, that I've, I've been told by customers and stories that I've been told by store managers over the years of, of things that we've tried to do to kind of go over and above uh, customer experience and customer service wise. And, and, you know, those relationships that we've built with some of our great customers, you know, is, is what's really kind of helping us through all this because people are really just, you know, kind of stepping up and, and uh, doing what they can to help. This is one of the weird things about this is it's something that, you know, has affected, and I give anybody that follows me has seen my videos, I keep asking people to do what they can to support restaurants because I think restaurants and retail are, you know, those are the people getting hit the hardest. So it's, you know, some for, for a lot of, well, for everyone, this is a monumental inconvenience. Um, but for a lot of people, you know, financially, it's it's not as, impactful as it is for the retail and restaurants. So it's, uh, I think a lot of people, you know, that's not lost on them. And so they're doing what they can to, you know, to support their local retail and restaurants. I mean, I know I've, I've been doing whatever I can and, you know, there's a lot of people restaurant wise that are offering, you know, they obviously can't have people come in and sit down, but they're offering pickup. So I've been trying to support the places that, that I like around town. And, you know, those are the, 
it, it really, you know, to your point, it's, it's been a, a humbling and really cool uh, experience just to have so many people reach out and see what they can do to help. And, and even, like you said, just buying a $100 gift card for 75 bucks or whatever, it, it's blown me away how many people have, uh, have done so. Well, it just shows how, how loyal your customer base is and how people really love and live with your brand. So, I mean, I, I'm going to continue to help you out as much as I can, get the word out there, because I know On Reserve deserves it just as much as anybody. Maybe for some people who don't really understand what kind of effect this is having, like you said, on the restaurant and retail side, speak to how challenging it is for a restaurant or a retail store to literally have zero foot traffic for four or five six weeks because you turn on the news i mean soon enough you're going to start hearing stores can't continue to do this i know this the government just came out with the care assistant um, loan package i don't know if you've looked into that but you know people have to understand that if we don't get back to work and obviously the virus is a, is a huge concern and we have to get over that peak and flatten the curve but small businesses especially in the restaurant space are not built to last zero foot traffic for two months. I mean, that's just not how it works. You still have to pay your rent. You have to pay your employees or start laying them off, and then it gets pretty dire pretty quickly. So, I, I mean, I guess just as a small business owner, speak to how important it is to continue to generate revenue. Well, I mean, it, it's, it's vital, especially in those places. I mean, if you look at most most you know retailers and restaurants, rent alone is you know can be anywhere from Ten to fifteen percent of sales. So if you've got, uh, and you know that translates to a lot more percent of their expenses. So you know, with with no money, with no money coming in the door, it, it doesn't last long. And uh, you know, it's it's. I think the most frustrating thing about, and I, I would assume I speak for all entrepreneurs in this, is entrepreneurs and small business owners are people that are used to being able to get up in the morning and just work their tail off. And as long as they work hard enough, that's what it takes. So it's it's an unbelievable frustration to be in a position where people are telling you, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. Like you, you can't work. <laughs> you have yeah. to stay home and just kind of, and, and, you know, a lot of people are watching the the businesses that they've worked so hard to build. I mean, they're watching them just kind of, you know, bleed out and, and there's not, they're, they're like literally not allowed to do anything about it. It's, it's a, it's a, it's sort of a maddening thing. I mean, not to get too, uh, too deep on here, but I, I worry about just the overall mental health of our country right now. I mean, there's a lot of people that are going through some really hard things and, you know, it's it's tough, and the good news is, I mean, the act that passed, I think, will be very helpful. I think it's, um, you know, but it's it's hell. I've spent the whole day on the phone trying to figure it out myself, and I'm, you know, I'm I'm not the dumbest guy in the room. I'm yeah. not the smartest guy either. But it's it's uh, it's complicated. So you know, a lot of people have a lot of decisions to make about you know what's best for their team and how they can use. Uh, the resources that have been put out there to to try to bridge the gap, and the you know the the other struggle is you don't want to be insensitive to the health factor yes. at all. I mean, obviously that's that's incredibly incredibly important, but at the same time, I mean, this is a for the businesses, a lot of businesses, you know, this is a life or death situation, and and like you said, I mean, a lot of them might can 
you know, a restaurant might can make it two weeks or a retailer might can make it a month, but, you know, we just, we don't know how long this is going to last, which is the scary part. Um, so trying to, you know, to balance the economic impact with the, you know, with the health concern is, uh, is a big thing. I mean, we've in our Atlanta office and that, again, we have done videos on our Instagram of all this stuff, but we happen to be very spread out in Atlanta. We're also happen to be a very low risk uh, and, you know, low risk population as far as the CDC guidelines are concerned. So we've been fortunate that we've been able to continue to come to work and to get our packages out in Atlanta. So our, our online business is still going, um, but, you know, the stores, we've, we've now been forced to close all 12 of them. Yeah. So it's just a matter of, you know, how long we're going to have to do that and then how much help we can get from this stimulus package. Um, but again, our website, you know, is, is up a lot because of our awesome customers. So it's, it's really, uh, it's been an interesting time. Yeah, it'll it'll continue to be interesting. You bring up a great point. I was going to ask you if you've done uh, any inquiries on the CARE stimulus package that the government passed last week available to small businesses. I've done a little bit of research on it as well. I mean, my biggest thing, and I'm sure you found that out today on the phone, how are they going to facilitate it? How are they going to get this money out to each and every small business that inquires about it? Based on my research, I think, TJ, it was going off your 2018 operating expenses, and you can get like a four-month loan, and the payroll is granted within that loan for your employees, so it's no strain on the business. I don't know if I'm 100% correct on that, but you're not going to be the only person looking into that. There's going to be all of them. And how are they going to be able to get that out in a timely manner to make sure everybody can keep the lights on and keep rocking and rolling? You know, there's a ton of good intention, but like you said, um, it's it's a big deal in, in the mental health, the general health of the small business private sector, which is absolutely vital to our economy. Um, I think, like you said, remaining as optimistic as possible uh, we'll get through this, and there's no doubt that that better days are ahead. But you just mentioned it online, onreserve.com, up and running. The fulfillment's going well there. Everything is going okay with the shipping infrastructure as well. Yeah, trucking along. We're we're uh, you know we're business as usual, uh, as odd as that is to say, <laughs> on the on the website. And you know, as far as the CARES Act goes, I would highly recommend any. Any small business that's been affected by this to at least look into it. it you're right; it's uh, it passed last Friday. It's probably going to be uh, at least a week, if not two weeks, before the banks actually even know how to process yeah. it. So that it's it's through the SBA, and the SBA has got to get the banks the information on how to do it. But essentially, the size of the loan you would qualify for is two and a half times your average monthly payroll for the last 12 months. Um, and then the, the, the real kicker is you're allowed to, during the affected period, which is within the document, it's the eight weeks after your loan originates, you're able to, you know, keep track of rent, utilities, payroll, and all these good things, and the the loan will actually be forgiven. So depending gotcha. on the size of your business, I mean, it, it could be, uh, you know, a really sizable um, positive impact. If we can – the way we've kind of calculated it, at least for us, is 
if we're able to get back, I'm kind of writing off April at this point. If we're able to get back to work May 1st and, you know, this CARES Act package is as beneficial as it's supposed to be, then, you know, remarkably, we may be actually in pretty good shape to kind of, you know, the, the, the forgivable loan aspect of the CARES Act will put us kind of right back where we would have been. I mean, that's kind of best case scenario, but it, it does provide some light at the end of the tunnel. Um, and I hope, and the whole point of the act is that it will enable a lot of employees, uh, you know, to keep their job. Yeah. When otherwise people were getting to a point where they were having to lay off, uh, you know, lay off or furlough people that they didn't want to lay off or furlough. I mean, that's, 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 that's the hardest part about this is is managing, you know, payroll. I saw one of the most kind of emotionally charged things I've seen on this from a business standpoint was I can't even remember what channel I was watching, but it was a, a restaurateur in New York that had just had to lay off half of her staff, and mm-hmm. you know, it was just how do you, how do you choose who goes? And it's just, a, I mean, just a horrible situation that people are finding themselves in. So I, you know, I'm, I'm thankful that the act has passed. I wish it was a little bit easier to understand, but, uh, you know, that's, you know, not all that shocking. So, you know, if everybody can dig in and find the best way to apply it to their business, then hopefully it will really provide some, some meaningful relief and, and save a lot of jobs. No question. I mean, the, the, the ground rules that you just laid out based on your understanding would make tons of sense, especially, like you said, if everybody can get back to work on May 1st, I know that might be wishful thinking right now, but um, from all indications, the warmer the weather, hopefully the virus continues to subside if everybody remains doing their duty with some social distance, and then those forgiven loans can kind of restart what we lost half of March into April. So, um, I mean, it's just crazy to think, TJ, that this week was supposed to be Final Four week right here at home in Atlanta. The Masters is supposed to be next week. Um, I maintain that next week with no Masters will, in fact, be the worst week of this self-isolation quarantine period. I mean, it's just going to be it's going to be tough to wake up in the morning, man, and not be able to, to hit head to masters.com and start um, watching the live stream videos. I just, I still can't believe it. I still can't believe it. And speaking of sports, let's talk about some lighter stuff. Um, one of our guys who we keep tabs on a lot throughout the year, Kirk Herbstreet, made some waves this past weekend by saying that he would be shocked if there's football this fall. Um, I follow you on Instagram, so I saw your thoughts about yeah. this. I think I echo your thoughts as well. Why say that? I mean, everybody's taking beatings left and right from the moment you wake up to the moment you put your head on the pillow. Why would Kirk Herbstreet say that, TJ? To get clicks. And it, it you know, it, it's not a, it, like I said on my Instagram, I, I just don't, I think right now, and back to the whole thought of mental health and positivity, I think, you know, it's just, even if that is the way he feels, and I, you know, I can understand the way he you know, the reason he may feel that way, it, give us something to look for. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we need, we need something we've had, uh, you know, it's amazing. Just looking at my calendar. I mean, it's, it's, it's incredible how much has been canceled and, you know, I mean, football, we're still a good ways away from football season. And, and I, the other thing back to, you know, the balance between, 
the health risk and the economic risk. I mean, we obviously, and, and mental health, like football is something that means a lot to us, obviously means a lot to everybody listening to this podcast. You know, it's, it would be, you know, impactful in a major way to all of our lives if there were no football to look forward to. Yeah. Um, but, you know, people, the economic impact, if you think about just Athens alone, the economic impact of football is, is pretty incredible. I mean, and I'll, I'm probably giving away some information I shouldn't give away, but I mean, football weekends on our business is probably, you know, just football weekends. So six or seven weekends out of the year for our Athens, you know, line of business is, is 20 plus percent of our year. So yeah. if you think about that across, you know, Athens is already, I, this is another thing people haven't really thought about with, you know, UGA canceling classes for the semester, most kids have gone home. I think they're supposed to have gone home. So a lot of these, and we're fortunate that, you know, we've got a lot of other things going on, but a lot of local businesses in downtown Athens, you know, they struggle to make it through the summer and their summer just got extended by mm-hmm. three or four months. So if you would, you know, contemplate taking football away on that back end, I mean, you're, you're talking about a, a catastrophic economic event for a for a small town like Athens, Georgia. And uh I don't know. I think it's it's um you know, I don't know, maybe it's overly cautious of him, but I think it's a little reckless to throw out stuff like that. Um because it's it's just really no point. And and I think that, you know, the the impact of that, you know, if you if you asked, you know, my wife or a lot of different people, then, you know, the impact, of, oh, there's no football, like, sorry, you know, guys, you won't have anything to sit there and look at, you know, that, that's, it, it's a lot deeper than that. It's a lot more involved than that. I mean, there's millions and millions of dollars, um, you know, that revolve around that. And it's, it's not just for the, you know, the big, the big names and whatever, it's the little guys too. It's all these small businesses in Athens that, that rely on that foot traffic and, uh, you know, it's a big part of our whole lifestyle. Yeah. It would be, uh, it would, it would be catastrophic. But you know, I like to think that. What? How many months away is that? I mean, they call it six months. Yeah, I mean September. Yeah, yeah good call Lord. It, yeah, five we, and a half, you know, six months. If we're still all, if as I said on Instagram, if we're all still stuck at our houses in six months, we got bigger things to worry about than football. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I totally I agree with you. If I was in charge, which I'm clearly not, then, you know, by then there's there's high likelihood that this virus is still around in the world at that point. But I think that as contagious it is <clears throat> as contagious as it has shown to be, if it really is still around at that point, it's already gone through most of the population. And yeah. hopefully we've done a really great job of keeping the people who are at risk quarantined. And then hopefully by then we've got, well, surely by then we've got much better testing so Mm -hmm. that we'll actually know, you know, how to contain this thing. And, you know, maybe, maybe I think worst case scenario, maybe in the fall you still are having to kind of, you know, keep some of the high risk people um, under lock and key. But by then I think the general population you know, is going to have to be able to go back to normal. 
Uh, Otherwise, I mean, our economy just can't handle it. I totally agree with you. I, I mean, not to downplay the, the the terrible health aspect of what's going on with this virus, but obviously we're talking about the economic impact on this interview and, and discussion right here. Just, again, going back to what the state of Georgia is losing without having the Masters or the Final Four, hundreds of millions of dollars in, in what would have been a, a positive economic impact within state lines. And then, to your point, with no football i mean it is so much more than guys hanging around tailgating drinking beer on a saturday or sunday um for for entertainment or leisurely pleasure so i totally agree with you tj i mean and again not to politicize things one i think it's crazy to politicize a world pandemic but it's pretty amazing what happens when the private sector comes together and steps in already through two and a half three weeks you've seen this the strides that are being made on the healthcare side to get testing uh to come together to get more supplies to medical staffers. That should just tell you all you need to know right there about smaller government and, and how good the private sector works. But yeah, I mean, you're totally right. Hopefully um, in a couple of weeks time, six weeks time, everybody's kind of, we're kind of getting that slow roll back out to normalcy to hopefully continue on with our daily lives. But, um, you know, one team TJ that needed spring football, obviously there's no G day this year. There's no spring practice this year. One team that needed it was Georgia. You know, our Bulldogs needed it. We have a new quarterback in Jamie Newman, new offensive coordinator in Todd Munkin. We got Alabama's strength and conditioning coach. He's now our special teams coordinator. Georgia needed those 15 practices because there's high expectations yearly now for the Bulldogs. What are your thoughts on 2020, and do you think no spring's going to have a negative effect? Keep in mind, nobody else gets to practice either. Well, I think it's going to come down. I mean, it certainly would have a negative effect, but to your point, it's it's negatively affecting everybody. And I think that uh, it's, it's really interesting you bring that up because if you look at what's happening in business right now and in sports right now and just in the world right now, these kind of times bring out, you know, the best and or the worst in people depending on, you know, who they are and how they how they act in the time of crisis. And I think it's all going to come down to leadership. And, you know, frankly, I, I think Kirby's one of the best out there and is certainly the best at kind of, you know, taking what he's got and rolling with it. So I think that, uh, you know, just just based on, you know, the leadership that we're fortunate to have over there, that I think we'd be in pretty good shape. But, but yeah, I mean, gosh, it's going to have to have an impact. And, and who knows, you know, when these guys will be able to get back to, you know, to workouts and, and get back on any kind of a, you know, semblance of normalcy. So, um, you know, let's just say I don't, I, I'd, I'd be happy with anything at this point. Yeah, no <laughs> let's doubt. Just, let's just let the guys play. <laughs> There's no question. I saw yesterday uh, Phil Mickelson tweeted out that, it, that supposedly him and Tiger Woods are trying to facilitate a one-on-one live stream match. Like anywhere, get a camera crew, remain six feet apart, but just gives, I mean, I'd pay 50 bucks to watch that right now. Even if they both shot oh, 76 or even if they both, if Phil played righty and Tiger played lefty, just on a Saturday, that would be amazing. Hopefully he's not pulling our leg on that, but supposedly that's in the works, TJ. We need something because like you said, we're going into the third week now. I mean, we're already starting to lose our minds a little bit. We need something to kind of hold the fort down, but um, 
I got some questions here that I want to ask you as we wrap this up. I'm a big Tim Ferriss fan. Yeah. I'm not sure if you know who Tim Ferriss is, but a great author. He's got an awesome podcast called The Tim Ferriss Show. Kind of does like total human optimization, life hacking stuff. I've got some questions that I want to ask you, and then we can go ahead and wrap this thing up. The first one, and there are, some are deep, some are not so deep, so just have fun with them. For a founder and CEO like you, TJ, in the last three years, what new belief, behavior, or habit has most improved your life? Oh, gosh. Um, and caveat for everyone, I've been given no heads up on I know <laughs> he is not. <laughs> off the cuff. No, I'll say, you know what? Honestly, off the cuff, I think that the first few years, it was just all about the business and, you know, working as hard as possible. And, and obviously that's still a big part of it, but I think I have finally realized that, you know, making sure that I take care of myself is really, um, you know, is an important part of, of my well-being as a leader and also, you know, translates to business success. So I would say, you know, as far as, early days, you kind of sacrifice everything. You don't work out as much as you should. You don't focus on your own mental health as much as you should and all this kind of stuff. So I would say for me, you know, realizing that I need to take care of myself so that I can be kind of the best leader that I can be, you know, not just for business purposes in the office, but also acting as a mentor and and friend to, to our team. Absolutely. Uh, when you feel overwhelmed or unfocused, what do you do? I've been reading that CARES Act all day. I feel like I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of there right now. Yeah, man. So, Transfusion time. I think sometimes you just, exactly. I think honestly, sometimes you just got to call it a day and go home and get a good night's sleep and, and get up ready to fight again tomorrow. I can, you know, there's once my brain turns fast and hard enough for a certain amount of time it's kind of done and and you know I I've never never once regretted getting into this business there's there's a lot of hard days but I've you know have have always gotten up ready to fight again tomorrow and that's what we'll do yeah you know that kind of reminds me of 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 a lesson my dad taught me um you know, whether it was when I was golfing or when I was kicking like if I was having a shitty practice my dad would just say stop like like just stop and then come back tomorrow and get a little reset. Why continue to drill down bad habits? So I'm right there with you on that one. Um, What's your favorite movie? Oh gosh. I'm like movies and music. I'm, I'm all over the board. It it makes no sense. Um, Oh man. And I haven't even started the uh, the tiger. Neither have I. That I think we're going to start it tonight. So. Okay, well, Jackie and I might join you on that one. Um, God, I, mean, I don't know why Shawshank Redemption is coming to my mind, but I mean that's a good one. All right, and what's your favorite restaurant? Ooh, that's complicated too. Um, <laughs> You're a man of many tastes. You got you, you got a whole array of uh, of yeah, restaurants. You know, um, gosh, I t- I've answered this in interviews before, and people expect me to have like the coolest new restaurant in Atlanta. But it's it's never. My wife and I love to go to Perro's Pizza, which is this little pizza place off you know Northside Parkway 
in Atlanta. And, you know, we, we go there because we know we can get in and see a few people that we know. And, uh, you know, she grew up going there every Sunday night for, for family dinner. And I'm sure we'll start doing that once our kids are old enough. So that's that Paris is just a good laid back family spot. That's awesome. That's awesome. And last question for you, TJ, what do you think of when you hear the word successful? Uh, happy and fulfilled in, in different ways and, and hopefully surrounded by, you know, lots of, lots of friends and family. That's, uh, you know, that's, that's what it's all about. And I think, uh, you know, the more, the more you chase all the other stuff, the more you realize how it really doesn't matter that much. Um, so, you know, and, and as far as our business goes, just, you know, what have we been able to do for our customers and how many, you know, friends do we have and, and, and what do people think about us? This is a lot more important um, than the material things. Absolutely. Absolutely. TJ, man, I can't thank you enough for everybody listening. Be sure to one, follow TJ on Instagram at TJ Calloway4. He's got a mean transfusion recipe, and he'll probably give you a nice virtual <laughs> cheers if you shout him out on there. But follow Honored Reserve as well at Honored Reserve. Shop at honoredreserve.com. TJ Calloway, founder and CEO of Honored Reserve, and a damn good dog, a great supporter of the University of Georgia. I appreciate your time. Tell the family hello, and I really look forward to giving you a real-life cheer soon, hopefully on the golf course. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. And I'll last thing I'll throw in there, if there's any small business owners that are having a hard time navigating this, if I can be a resource, you know, direct message me on Instagram or whatever. I want to make sure that everybody figures out this CARES Act thing and that we all make it through this. So if I can be of a, you know, of help in any way, let me know. And awesome. Thank you again for having me. This is awesome. Thank yes, you. sir. All right. Appreciate you, man. Have, tell the family hello. I'll do it. Same here. Thanks, TJ. Big thanks to TJ Calloway for spending some time with us right here on the Punt and Pass Quarantine Chronicles. Obviously, a great story about Honor Reserve. They are doing fantastic things. They're certainly going to navigate this quarantine self-isolation period with the current coronavirus outbreak. And like he said, if you're a small business owner yourself, you have any questions about the CARES Act that was passed last week, Reach out to TJ at TJ Callaway for Honored Reserve is at Honored Reserve and honoredreserve.com. Once again, thank you so much for listening. I really hope you're enjoying these quarantine chronicles. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Drew Butler. The show is at Punt and Pass. We'll be back soon with another episode of the Quarantine Chronicles. I got some people lined up, but I also want to hear who you want to hear from. I know that we're all just sitting around. I know that you need some content to take in, so let me know what you think, who you want to listen to right here on Punt and Pass, and I will do my best to get them on the show. Thanks so much for tuning in. We will talk to you soon. See you.